millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to episode 453 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you doing, fellas? Fucking great. Lovely weekend. Feeling, feeling, feeling fucking energised. Yep. Energised is the word. <laughs> <laughs> you know? No? I'm fucking Robinson nah. Crusoe over here. <laughs> I just had four days off. It's and, low energy uh, Glenny. <laughs> loving it. Calm as a Hindu cow. <laughs> well, when what? did you get back today? <laughs> Sorry? You're what? I'm calm as a Hindu cow. Haven't heard that one? No. <sighs> um, and, yeah, got back and about I've, I've never seen today. a stressed cow. Like, you should well, cow. So one that's having its nuts cut off, or is it about to have its fucking throat cut? Yeah, man. Yeah, but are they, are they stressed? Yeah, that's though, what I'm saying. I mean, I've seen them going in to get the fucking nail gun of doom. <laughs> and they don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's not called Nail Gun of Fucking Do. You're a damn fool, Gillis. <laughs> oh, all right, all right, all right. Hang on, man. give me. Let me let me just write that down quickly. Fuck me. I know thirty fucking black and orange wearing cunts that fuck could do with a nail gun of fucking doom. <laughs> just a production line. <laughs> fucking right through the fucking skull. Well, you probably you probably wouldn't go thirty. You'd probably you'd probably go twenty five. There's probably a couple you'd spare, right? Oh, I'm just. Like, I, I, I'd, I'd appreciate it if you spared, if you spared Kelma to a lung. Nah, he's the first to go. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't enjoy see, him, no just, one can. <laughs> see that's see that's just vengeful. Yes. Hey, correct. did you see? I mean, we don't usually do a lot of uh, news on the on the uh, the recap episode, but did you see that the West Tigers called Tuolangi in to the office and said, "Listen, Kelma, we just wanted to open the open the the, the corridors of discussion again, and." We're just wondering how committed you are to, to, to this shift to Manly next season. And uh, his response was... Uh, very, very committed. <laughs> very. <laughs> I'm not fucking staying no way. I could not no be now. more committed. If, free at last, free at last. <laughs> to be honest, if you'd let me run out each week and play for the Tigers in a Manly jersey, I'd probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that poor fucking guy. But, I mean, like, think, think of the think of the, the year's worth... A first grade experience in a no pressure environment he's getting. It's great. The perfect development pathway. Yep. Good times. Anyway, we can hit the recaps. How about that? You got anything else? You, you want anything you want to talk about before the start of the you're very, proceedings? You're very quiet, Jay. You're, yeah, you are quiet up there. Dad, what happened to you this on? weekend? Well, no, we've just got seven fucking trash games to talk about before <laughs> we get to the, the golden shining moment of the weekend. There so is. let's fucking begin. Look, it honestly, it honestly wasn't. I was disappointed because I want to see. You know me. I got, I got two, two. I got two teams. I've got, 
I've got the Mighty Manly oh, Seagulls. Oh, two teams name they call him. <laughs> two te- oh, oh, two teams name they call me. The Mighty Manly Seagulls and Fuck Trent Barrett are <laughs> my two favourite teams. And I was hoping to see a lot more out of Fuck Trent Barrett on Sunday than I got. I'll be perfectly honest with you. I, we'll I, can, get there. I can definitely see the, the wheels turning the way you, you want them to, certainly with the media starting to sway and things, you know, fair, fair amount of criticism of Dufty. Uh, the from, one from thing, the one thing that I think makes the wheels, the the, the 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 canary in the coal mine of coach transitions in clubs that are headmastered by Gus Gould, is when stuff starts leaking to the media that makes the coach look stupid or powerless. Mm. And this week we got the first one. I mean, Trent makes himself look stupid in terms of results every week, but when Gus mentioned in that interview in the lead up to the weekend's games where he said that Barrett had asked him for permission to run Flano Jr. in, in the seven this week. Mm. And to, that's the first leak where Gustus starts fucking seeding out there that when he starts seeding that he's pulling the strings, that means that responsibility has to start coming his way a little bit as well, which means he has to transition the, the, the unsuccessful coach yeah, out of probably couldn't. It. Is he, has he had his oxygen sats tested? Is he... Is he drinking enough water? I think there's going to be some fatigue setting in for young Trent. See, I, yeah. I honestly don't get it. I don't get how Trent is in any real danger at all. Oh, well, he's obviously in fucking real danger. I mean, he's gone spoon, spoon 15, what, 15 spoon, and he's looking like a, another strong spoon contender again. To be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know, I know. Like, if... Second last at best, and this, and this is the and this is the, the first year he can go. Okay, it wasn't my squad; it was Dean Pay's squad. Last year he lost the ability to say that, and this year even more so. And the ability to even more so not say that also comes at a, a supreme cost of a lot of money. They threw it like your Birdos and Foxes and your, your Nadens and and uh, your TV Pangeyes and so on. So he now now that the money's invested in there, he has to start performing and like if he if he's uh still losing these games you know come magic round like don't get me wrong i mean madge is obviously like he's 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 installed himself as a front runner because results in addition to the results i mean you see those players on the field and they do not fucking want it like they're not enjoying themselves they don't want to be there but with madge right because you look at the next three weeks yeah for him it's like the nail gun of doom is about 800 metres away and it's just progressing really slowly and he's tied to a post. So he knows that the is coming. <laughs> but it's just but, it's just not coming as so, quickly so here's as thing, he right? might like. The, the dog's big recruitment drive doesn't actually finish and kick in till next year. Yeah, yeah but there's I mean, still like, no that's, halfback. Yeah, what are they? Like, they, they get kick out and Marnie. Oh. I presume they're going to have to move Fox to fullback to justify the fullback money he's receiving. And like, my God, like, why would you put fucking Dufty in there? Yeah, that's it. But again, <laughs> with it, without weekend. discussing the fucking intricacies of a an absolute fucking shit squad. But I think Gus looks at this and he goes, they're actually playing better football than they did last year. They're, they're not winning more games. They're in games. They're closer. And this is that fucking instant mentality that, that I think a lot of clubs have of just, oh, new season must have better position on ladder. Whereas when you're in a position that the Bulldogs are in, they have to take any incremental improvement 
to get better that's possible. So I, I don't think Trent is in any material danger. I think the only reason Gus stepped in and said anything about him being involved in uh, Floju is because of all the shit that was in the media about how unfair it was that he was essentially being fed to the Wolves in the same week that there's this potential player swap between Brooks and him. Yeah, and that's and that that whole that, that whole you know, thrown to the Wolves thing was so fucking stupid. Well, and that's all it. And, and, all, and all did anyone actually ask Flanagan Junior? Look, he, surely he wants to play first grade, no matter who the fuck he's playing against. You got to play them all. <laughs> some of them, some some of them twice. And, yeah. and to his credit, <laughs> yeah. fucking, we'll, we'll talk about this in the game review. But he didn't fucking yeah. take a backward step. No, no, he, and so. he, he was, yeah, he was, he was of the of the uh, what was it round five? So of the the pre of the five halves combinations have tried this season. Yeah. <laughs> this one seemed to have at least somewhat, yeah, that's some it. direction. Um, anyway, we'll get to we'll get to that game. I mean, that's the last game. We'll get to it. Uh, the first game was on uh, Thursday night. The mighty Manly Seagulls thirty defeat the Newcastle Knights six in Newcastle. Um, a paltry fucking crowd. I mean, the conditions weren't great. Don't get me wrong. A crowd of un- this Newcastle Knights side. I only bring it up because we have big upped that fan base from you know their attendances through like you know consecutive wooden spoon you know the the mid the mid uh, you know for, was it 15, 16, 17 era where they were absolutely garbage and those fans stuck by them and attended the games in large amounts and everything. Conditions weren't great, but I mean they got fucking like under ten thousand. Sorry. Even that credit. To be fair, it's still Newcastle. Even if yeah. conditions well, were great, people well, still well, that wouldn't condition, be there. Was it? Well, no. This is a, this a thing they uh, Might have been off well, pension week. Yeah, there you so go. So you're saying that the, you're saying the pokies would have been so I, bumping. Well, if it, yeah, if it was pension week, that that's where they all are. Um, but if it wasn't, blame Scomo. Fuck him. <laughs> um, the Mighty Manly Seagulls 30 tries to Andrew Davey uh, he's first in the NRL uh, Morgan Harper Carl Lawton Homoli Olakowatu and Taniela Paseka Garrick 4 or 5 conversions and a penalty goal the Newcastle Knights try to Callum Ponga conversion to Jake Clifford so they can't win without Tommy Turbo they say they can't win in Newcastle they say they can't win in Duet they say and what a treat that they got Seeing a turboless, mighty, manly Ringer Seagull side go up to Newcastle, or more accurately, New Lambtown, as they produce the wet weather football clinic of the year thus far, and they lead led that secret ranger fucking Callum Ponga to his slaughter. Um, it, this was an incremental pro- improvement on the things that we've seen since the second half of the round two game against the Roosters. Um, again, Aloye and to a lesser extent, Paseca, and the emphasis on the fucking rocket science of quick play the balls continued to improve this week. And um, that and that improvement, coupled with the fucking big brain genius move of fighting to find your feet quicker than the tacklers at marker, it's just, it's a fucking simple game. I mean, it's a key, and it's a key to everything. And then that sort of shit allows, you know, the, the quicker play the ball, allows Jake Turbo to play the pivot as, as he does, but instead of getting swamped immediately, he can run it forward, you know, draw in some, you know, compress some defenders and then send it out the back to Daly, who then has time to fucking do what he wants to do. And like in this game, the Knights would do what, you know, did what they had been trained to do and rushed up on the edges trying to cut off the spread. And which means that Daly and and uh, and I think uh, Lawton and Dylan Walker all 
saw that, played that, kicked behind where their guys were running at full pace on the ball and, you know, and the Newcastle Knights were rushing up so quickly they couldn't stop the kicks for tries. Um, so again, daily superb kicking game, you know, yielding tries, almost tries, set restarts, uh, valuable field position in the wet and like like low, low skidding, you know, long and short kicks. Um the adaptation that Desi's made by increasing involvement for uh, Carl Lawton and Dylan Walker playing like a sort of rotating lock and hooker role is paying off because both of those guys, you know, get the ball at dummy half in good ball positions or, or at first receiver. And they just play, they seem to have a license to play what they see. And they, just, you know, and they're just, you know, setting up tries with kicks or Walker going short to Davey for his first NRL try. Um, improved game for Morgan Harper. I'm not back. I'm still not back on him, but there's, there are very few scenarios, but there are scenarios where like a loose and niggly style of play works in the matchup. And in this game, he took care of Bradman best, but most importantly, and this was for the entire game, not just Morgan Harper, just before halftime, Ponga took a kick like uh, about 10 meters out from his line or whatever at the end of a set. And Harper sort of picked him up and dragged him sideways and dumped him and gave him the business. And he carried it on for too long, conceded a penalty. Fast forward a couple of minutes and the Knights have a set and they're attacking, you know, 10 metres out. Ponga gets the ball and Harper rushes up again, wraps him, smashes him, dumps him on the ground, gives him the business again, which then injured Ponga. He conceded a penalty for it, but Ponga was absolutely bullied out of the game at that point. And the Knights, the, the rest of the team responded and also sort of went into their shells as well. And then a couple of minutes later, Ponga went off with, you know, for an HIA or whatever. And he was never, you know, he was never back to you know his best whatever that is in in the entire game um and basically bullied the, the knights team out of the game and um and this is why i don't understand the, the money he's getting and the responsibilities and like leadership and stuff that the knights apply to callum ponga because not only does he not lead lead them very well but he's one of the few players i think left in the game today that you can legitimately like bash him out of a game um what else have i got here Andrew Davey, love him. He's he's truly like a, like one of those Aldi players who doesn't have name brand recognition, but he has much the same ingredients and he's just about as good at half the price. Um, and yeah, Marty Tapao on the flip side of that, he had about as much impact in this game as he has in all the games this season. And uh, this time though, he left the field after the first tackle. Um, and finally, yeah, we've seen that ad comparing um, Daly to Jordan and all the other, you know, goats. And um, with the field goals in round three and round four that he kicked, it seems like the opposition are scared of him from like you know the, the three point threat as well. And this game towards the end there, all he had to do was line up in front of the post twenty meters out, and the Knights all rushed up to stop the field goal, and Carl Lawton just ducked under and scored under the post. And they were, all they were Knights were thinking at that point was, oh fuck, here comes a field goal. Like, and it wasn't necessarily a disrespectful field goal, but it certainly would have been a game ceiling one. I think it would have put him up maybe thirteen, and. Um, and yeah, and he's ducked under and scored under the stick. So pleasing performance, shitty conditions, wonderful wet weather football, and uh, looks like it's starting to come together, fellas. Knights um, really dropped their bundle at the end. It was 10-6 with uh, 10 minutes into the second half, 18-6 with 10 minutes to go. The Knights mm. had their share of possession and, and created a couple of chances here and there to win the game. Win the game if they were good enough, they weren't. They, they just weren't good enough. And it was there, mainly controlled and, and handled the conditions far better than the Knights. And um, I agree with you on Ponga. I think um, 
people can see it. I don't know that Knights, there's some Knights fans can see it, others don't want to see it, and the media most certainly does not want to see it. Um, but what you say about him is, is true. But he had well, one, honestly, he had one moment him... in this game, and they fucking banged on about it. <laughs> Which was, and, and let's be let's be let's be honest. Well, that moment was Tuala's moment. Exactly. Like but, I mean, he was. Just, <laughs> you know, but like... they they gave Tuala credit for his footwork and and accelerate his acceleration, mm-hmm. and the the rest of the yeah. praise you know really went to Ponga and. I just think they just—they just want it. They want to erupt. They—they they want. They're primed at every game with Newcastle. They're fucking primed to erupt for him, and he just has to give them any excuse any, to yeah, do yeah. so. Um, but like, honestly, like there's a few you, players like that in the game. I just feel yeah. like he's done the least to earn that. The thing—the thing about about Ponga and the way they jizz off it. I mean, if you look at his involvement in the game, his involvement in in that game was about Luke Brooks's involvement in his game. But Luke Brooks is like, oh my god, he is fucking. Mm. What's he doing? He's got to get involved. He's not getting his hand on the ball. Blah 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 blah. blah. Yeah. Whereas Ponger, it's just like, nah, mm. we'll just keep talking. We'll just keep talking him up. The, there's some sensibility to it, you know. The it makes sense for the media. Again, let's fucking all sit and remind ourselves about who owns what in this country and what the success of rugby league means for the media, both in terms of communal ownership for most of it and um, you know for fucking stock for the clickbait mongrels out there um, it, they just need the hype for the young kids and that's what it's aimed at mm-hmm. unfortunately you know no one no one draws the line you know it's it's fucking great that all the kids want to do a sidestep and scream out ponger when they're playing in the backyard. Well, at the moment, now they can just stand over on the side, not touch the ball, any backyard game and scream out Ponga. Exactly. Put some headgear on. Um, yeah. But yeah, at, at some stage... Get bashed and cry and go well, off for an HIA. Okay, tell me. I'm doing air quotes in this audio medium. How, how was it in Brisbane when Anthony Milford was on a million bucks and every other player knew that? You know? Yeah. And he was putting in that level of effort. Mm. You know? It's mm. fucking destructive for a team. Yeah. Um, fuck, we've taken a long time to say Newcastle was shit at handling and Manly won fucking in spite of having the most expensive rugby league player in the history of the sport and thus the worst value rugby league player in the history of the sport. Fucking also, cross, that player... That play, that player ex- kicking to fucking the one person on his team <laughs> that's proven that he's fucking allergic to catching balls... And look, the, like, to be honest, like that that play that play was actually it was actually on. It just wasn't executed. No, well. it wasn't though. Of course, it was on. Oh, that's like saying, oh yeah, you know, he was out there by himself. Well, fucking, all he when I was sixteen, was me fucking Cindy Crawford was fucking on. I just didn't execute it. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> well, no, because I wasn't on the same field as Cindy Crawford at any stage. <laughs> I was on the same earth. That's how fucking well, yeah, unexecuted yeah, pretty that big, was. Pretty big, pretty pretty um, big fucking field. <laughs> Also, also the, 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 I will say by the end of his career or the end of his time at Manly, uh, he will not be the most expensive player because I know how much he's on for his uh, for his uh, renewal, his extension. And uh, let me tell you, it is most definitely the extension of someone who wants to win a comp and uh, is 
trying to help the side make fucking make room to fucking buy the pieces that they need. Is he going to Melbourne? And and he will fucking and he will uh, he will cement his legacy as one of the greatest clubmen the game's ever seen. Because he's a fucking worse option than Jerome Hughes at the <sighs> moment. How's he trying? How's he trying to get to Melbourne? Why would he want to go to fucking Melbourne? Well, you said he's going to win a comp. Yeah, and, that's and it's right. going to be next, it's going next to be, two to three years. It's going to be either Melbourne or Penrith, and we've got Cleary, so we're fucking sweet as. Next two to three years. Oh, does he does he want to be another O'Sullivan for us? No, no, oh, he, he does. He wants an honorary <laughs> ring, the most expensive honorary ring in history. O'Sullivan's not getting an honorary ring. What are you talking fucking about? He is. He'll come on and play. Of course, 14. he's fucking not. Bullshit. Yeah, well, grand final. You're not you're gonna you're gonna so you're gonna you're gonna go into a grand final and you're not gonna fucking run Mitch Kenny instead just because you give, want to give fucking Sean O'Sullivan an honorary ring. An honorary ring would be naming him eighteenth man. Yeah, I guess. You're and, then right. it, and then and then and then minting him a ring at that <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, fuck yeah, like, give him a ring. You know, like if if you're on the field, if you even if you're on the bench, you know you still get a ring and it's still valuable yeah, and it's yeah. still worth the fucking win. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so no, the idea would be making him eighteen or putting him in the squad of like twenty four or whatever for grand final week and then giving all those kinds of rings. But um, but no. It's a tremendous, absolute fucking king, looking like he's going to have one of his greatest seasons. That, that's great. Um, as he that's great. Gets his Australian uh, caps. That's and uh, that's hilarious because there are players out there that just they play rugby league to not not win comps. It's great that Delhi definitely wants to win a comp. That that's awesome. That's fucking well, sensational. Have your say on whose baboon's ass right is right red now, because that's not actually one eight hundred two thousand and four for Nathan. One eight hundred two thousand and five for Jack. <laughs> This is- <laughs> mate, 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 1-800 numbers are toll-free numbers. You want to go like the fucking, the, the one three or one nine hundred or whatever that, the ones the ones where we get 55 cents every time someone buys Double O, double five, motherfuckers, that's where it's at. Oh, oh that's, uh, that's, that's, taken, that's taken it back from 1992. Oh, Please try it. Charging $98 a I minute. I don't, I don't <laughs> hear someone breathe into a phone like I do into my <laughs> mic, apparently. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, cunt. So, yeah. Some seventy-five-year-old's phone rings for the first time in thirty Hello? years. <laughs> but but when pension day comes around, they're getting like fucking six thousand dollars a week. <laughs> oh God, Ryan. Anyway, said it must be focus. tough being a Newcastle fan, knowing there are sixteen players out there who deserve credit, but the commentators are too busy deep throating ponga. Fuck, I'd forgotten how painful Newcastle are to watch. Yeah, it's true. Uh, Joe. Said battle of the million dollar myths. Mm, indeed, it was. Uh, Josh said, "Imagine thinking DCE was special. He's just a long neck Benji." Fuck Ben. How fucking ridiculous. DCE cross kicking on his own twenty to Saab. You've shown he can't see the flight of the ball, even if it had a string on it. <laughs> Top draw stuff from the most expensive ever rugby league player. <laughs> yeah, oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, and and do you, and and do you know and do you know what the uh, what the end result of that crossfield kick was? What? Manly Manly got a penalty almost immediately after on the attack and for, uh, yeah. scored themselves a match winning try <laughs> for something else so, unrelated to that. There are so. there, there are people there are people out there playing the four D chess and there are people who are fucking reading the <laughs> Facebook comments and ejaculating over over them. Oh, we'll see. We know which we, we know we know which one you are. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You've just proven we'll see it. What happens when you play a top five team? Knights were until we fucking put them down. There you go. Liam. Said as, see, as a manly, it's that simple. Look at the fucking table week to week. And just, 
<laughs> take, take your hand off your agenda for five seconds that's, and actually watch that's all we have time for I do. this Thursday I night in do. league <laughs> as a manly fan living in Newey going to the game I want to point out two observations Ponga's body language is horrific if the slightest thing goes wrong his shoulders hit the turf and he looks like a child who dropped his bubble bill would be hard to like as a teammate yeah you know, secret rangers. I mean, they're hard to like as humans. I mean, let alone getting yourself invested in fucking team sport with them. <laughs> well, at least Corey Horsberg's fucking out and proud about it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and even he's hard to take. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable watching him. <laughs> oh, oh, fucking. <laughs> Fatty Vorton fell in a fucking blender. <laughs> Can we, can we please move on to the next game? <laughs> is that it for the socials? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the the, uh, the Warriors 25 defeated the North Queensland Cowboys 24 over at Redcliffe. The uh, Warriors tries to Jesse Arthurs, Josh Curran, Cody Nicarima and Ewan Aiken. Sean Johnson, one of four conversions. Sorry, one of four field goals. Reese Walsh, perfect with the conversions, four of four. The Cowboys tries to Deard and Holmes, Drinkwater Feld. Uh, Holmes, two of four conversions. Three wins in a row now goals. for the Warriors. You can you really see them starting to grow in belief. Um, I think I think Josh Curran. Um, I've said it before. He's he's a real a real footballer. I, I appreciate his game and what he brings to that team. Mm. And I think yeah, um, he's probably one of those guys. And dare I say, underrated. Um, not to the level of some other players in the competition, but. You're only, you're only supposed to say that about your own guys. I mean, I understand at the moment it's a bit of a fucking desert. You're barely rated at all, mate. Um, but yeah, he's, he's he's a real leader in that side, and and you can see his teammates definitely get around him. Um, I thought the Warriors had to had to fight for this one. The Cowboys were in control in parts and had a healthy lead at eighteen six just before half time. The Warriors just were doing enough just to keep with them and and. And st- keep it close. And Johnson, with the the moment, iced it in Golden Point. And I think his comments after the game, you know, about what it meant to be back with the club and have you know that sort of opportunity to, to win a game with the Warriors again, and um, makes it all the more bizarre that he and the club fell out in the first place um, to the level that they did. But I think yeah. he had to. He had to. Like he had to know. I think he had to find out as well. Um, and now he did. You know, he was a very different man when he came back. And yeah. Johnson's much the same. Yeah, fuck yeah, well, he'd, he'd, come, he'd come from the Broncos, mate. It's amazing. He went and experienced that fucking <laughs> yeah, cesspool yeah, exactly. of fucking fan base and come oh. back to the Tigers. Do you think Sean Johnson's really had the same sort of impact leaving that Benji has? Because, I mean, you've got to remember, Benji at the Dragons was Tigers Benji. Yeah, it was only when he went he to the Tigers Broncos. Benji and it was when... Yeah, well, no, it was when right. he nearly didn't go anywhere. When, yeah. when he went to test his value, and the dragon said, "That's fine, mm. then we're re- withdrawing our offer." Yeah, and there was no other interest. He went, "Oh, yeah." And Sean did parachute into a sure. into into a rich deal with the sharks, and yeah, you know, over a number of a number of years, and and could know. quite easily put down his performances there. You know, and rightfully so. There was injury, um, mm. there was coaching upheaval. You know, there was never really a lot of settled I just don't, time. I don't actually recall it was either, what the falling out and why it all fell apart. 
the first time around at the Warriors, but he was certainly a favourite son there for the most part. I think it was just that they were based in New Zealand. <laughs> Probably less of an issue for someone that's actually from New Zealand than it is for you. <laughs> I, I would know. Well, why? How does it hurt well, me? That it seems to hurt you because you bring it up it. a lot. That, that's why. <laughs> that's why he wanted out. <laughs> it's true. It's like it's like the Melbourne of the sea. <laughs> oh fucking hell! <laughs> But this this game, I thought that it was like actually like totally squandered by the Cowboys with just poor tackling on the goal line. Yeah, like the tries in the first half that the Warriors scored, and then that one to tie it at eighteen were fucking diabolical. Like the misses were fucking diabolical, and like it felt like the Cowboys when they were scoring, they were constructing good fucking tries, and they were through great play. But the Warriors would just get once they got down into that sort of red zone, the Warriors would have been given the tries. Yeah. And then that last play, I think it was Nanai at marker, and he sprinted from marker to try and put pressure on Sean Johnson. But, like, he was so easily balked. Like, he wasn't even stepped. He just sort of, like, Sean Johnson sort of balked first, and then he bit. Yeah. And then he sort of ran around and, and kicked that, you know, the ugly-looking field goal. But, like, fucking hell, like, <laughs> just defensive garbage from the Cowboys after their... Because their, their attack looked pretty good, and they scored some good tries. But, fuck, they let in some... They just let in some soft ones. Yeah. Jordan said, Scott Bongwater isn't in our best 17, but Chad is. Todd could honestly be a politician if he sells Scott that to the big Bongwater. bosses up there. Oof. Fucking brilliant. James said, Reese Walsh will turn into the next Sean Johnson. Mark my words. Brackets, not a compliment. Thoughts? So in what respect, is like injury prone um i I don't i don't know i mean there's there's, there are a couple of things if you wanted to think uncharitably about sean johnson there are a couple of ways you could go with it so i'm interested to see what they actually maybe not realize you're not not living up to the height i that's it or look i'd say just to be a bit kinder some big sliding doors moments you know yeah i I think reese walsh is doing pretty fucking well in his career at the moment to be honest um matthew Said, is it me or are some of the mid-level games this year throwing up some real entertainment? This game has two coaches now settled in their roles, getting effort from playing rosters that they now own. Traditionally unpredictable teams, possibly both on the up. Add some rule changes and a couple of exciting players on each side, and we seem to have a good product. If only Tigers and Dogs could do this, we have a potential ripper of a comp this year. I fucking love the Dairy Queen vibes. That's some 2022 vibes right there. Um... (laughs) Can the Dairy Queen play I get it all. Um, Asking for a friend named Michael. <laughs> Can the Dairy Queen play rugby league? What? Fucking bring a bit of positivity to the Tigers. The Dairy know, Queen, it's, just it's a shop. Just, just kidding. <laughs> it's not a person. How do you know? Glenny, Glenny, Glenny. Shops can't Neither play. Neither can the Tigers. They probably do it better than they the They can't get their tigers. contracts registered. <laughs> Trot 17 shops out there. Imagine that. Come out. Instead, instead of an offer, they just drop a shop on the goal line. Oh. And then and then forevermore, the, the whole park the bus fucking terminology has changed to drop oh, the shop. Fucking take your pick for episode titles. Drop the shop. And when, oh, when the, 
and when the West and when the West and when and and when it gets tough and the West Tigers are going to get into that grind and when they drop that when they drop the shop, there's just no way through. Unfortunately, the shops they're dropping at the moment look much like the uh, many of the shops in Ed's <laughs> abandoned. <laughs> The shop, the, the shops, they're, the, the shops they're dropping at the moment are like the blockbuster video from like fucking nineteen ninety. <laughs> oh fuck! Whatever the Syrian version of Seven Eleven is. Oh fuck! Oh, fuck. Um, I think you were in the socials, weren't you? Of course. I lost where we were from Matthew. <laughs> said, "Boys, would love your thoughts on draw versus Golden Point this week." We're, we're, we have we we haven't visited on that in a while. No, and I and I don't think my th- thoughts on it will ever change. I'm I, I love some fucking field goal roulette chaos at the end of a end of a game, and he, and if there's a shit game that somehow finds itself tied at the at the end of eighty minutes, that last five minutes and then the golden point period of time, there's like ten minutes of frantic game that you can actually go enjoy. If it's like you know, if, if it's like you know, one of those games, like for example, the the Tigers versus the the Titans the other yeah. week. Um, the only thing I would change in the rules, though, if anything, in gold point would maybe be, and, and like it's not it's not really a one for one thing that you can really compare, but they've just changed the ruling the rules in um in the NFL for the the way they handle extra time, and <sighs> the way it was in the NFL was. If you on your first, if you like, both teams had to have a chance to have the ball. But if you scored a field goal on your first, on your turn, then the other team could go and get a field goal, and then its next point, next score wins after that point. Or you know, you score a field goal, they score a touchdown, touchdown. Obviously, they win. But the the rule, the way it was in the NRL, in the NFL, was if you scored a, t- you got the ball first, and you scored a touchdown first, that was game. So now they've changed that because uh, there were a couple of extra time games in the playoffs this season. Isn't that still the rule? So now, from everything you've said, if you score a touchdown first, even if they've scored a field goal, you still win. No, if you get the ball first and you score on that a touchdown, yeah. then you then you then you win, and, and they don't get a chance to reply. Yeah. But they've changed it now because of some um, extra time games in the in the. So playoffs hang on. This so season. now, if you get the ball and you score a touchdown, what happens? They get the chance. They so get the they chance to respond now. They, that. Okay. Yeah, they 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 get they get one chance, like basically one set to to you know to come back. Obviously, the way that the that the NFL works is, I mean, you don't have a set. I mean, you can keep renewing that set all the way down to the field and get yourself into position. So it doesn't quite. Tell you what, add, add, I know he was on the the halftime show, but did him and him fucking love that. How many times did his fucking one chance? Music get fucking played. <laughs> so yeah, so so with so with league, that would be the one thing. If you, if I was going to change anything, you I'd want to give give the team the right of reply. Like you get you get like you know you can try and you know, tie it yeah, up. That works, and then and then it's and then then anyone scores after that, then it's fine. Because I mean, it is like you know a situation if a team receives the kickoff, which is interesting. So think in gridiron, who gets the ball after you score? The team that scored kicks. They kick it away, yeah. So here's here's the difference, though, in league. It yeah. would be, a, oh, not necessarily a disadvantage, but you could potentially let a field goal in, go down and kick one. Yep. But how how does that work then in league? If yeah, see, see, it's already it's it's already too fucking too much trouble. Yeah. Keep it the way it is, but yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with. Field goalathons and, and frantic football at the end of a tied game. No, I I would also be, and again, I'm not heavily in one camp or the other. I would also be okay yeah. with the good old, well, 
during the regular season. 80 minutes is it. Yep. But then in elimination games or finals, golden point. Or extra time, yeah, and as I, you suggested, you know? Yeah, and I don't and I don't have I don't have an issue with that either. The only thing is why why do you why why does someone like I'm talking about the commenter here, like why why do you want a draw? Because is it's not gonna it's not gonna stop the the frantic it's not, it's that thing. It's of, just because people are going to still be trying that up to the 80-minute mark. Yeah, and and again, this, this is that thing. There's one school of thought that says, well, what if what if you've played amazing football, so is your opposition for 80 minutes, and then you have, you know, yeah. you, you Ben Hunt it right in front of the sticks. Yeah. Yep. Then the, the, the counter to that is, well, that's sport. Yeah, and then yeah. there's another, there's another in, in the NHL, for example, uh, if you get a win... Uh, you know, in in the in the competition standings, you get a win. You get three points on the on the ladder. Yep. If you lose in overtime, yep, you get a point. And does the other team get so, two points? And the other thing get no. The other the other thing gets the other thing gets the points for the win. Yep. But if it's an overtime loss, you get one point out of it. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's something that you know that, that does reward the fact that it was tied after the emotion. Like but um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're working on two and one, so I don't know if like is is one two, you know, fifty percent of it. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it worth? 50% How many games do they have in yeah, a nice hockey season? Fucking tons. Yeah, okay. Tons. That's the other thing. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah, ton, like tons. Like, yeah, quadruple. Yeah, so it's not. It's it's yeah. more so that the amount of points they give as a percentage of total points available mm. in the season would be much lower. Correct. So. However, the incidence of like you know overtime wins and losses is pro- is probably much higher though proportionally. Yeah. Um, although I just say that because that, that's just an anecdotal thing or like that I feel is the case. I don't actually have any numbers to yeah. back that up in front yeah, of. Yeah, nice. Okay, on to the next one. Good discussion. Okay, the uh, Sydney Roosters twenty four defeat the Brisbane Broncos twenty at Suncorp Stadium. The uh, Roosters twenty four came through tries to Sam Walker, uh, Satili Tupanua, and a double to Joey Manu. Sam Walker, three conversions. Momorowski, one. Broncos, 20. Came out a hat-trick to Corey Oates. Katoni Staggs with the other one. Reynolds, two or four Broncos conversions. Broncos up 10-0 at halftime. And the Roosters blew a few chances in this game, but they they still never really looked rattled. Uh, I feel like that. Did I hear it? Did I hear one of the commentators say during the first half that the Broncos, I think, when leading at halftime, I think it was like 8-0. Against yeah, the okay. Roosters, I didn't hear that. When leading at halftime, so um, yeah. So that that's that's a um, that's a combo breaker for this game. I think they they sort of settled and controlled possession in the second half and wore the Broncos down and, and eventually obviously took the lead. But um, for the Roosters, Joey Manu again with a strong game and and still showing zero hesitation into solid contact. Um, his second try in particular. He went looking for for the contact in order to to muscle his way. There's yeah, there's a couple of players, yeah. and we've spoken about mm. Ponga. I think Dane Laurie's got a touch of it as well. Um, and they're not the only two um, players in the NRL that haven't had their face smashed in that could learn a thing or two from from that guy. How the fuck uh, are you a I'm Dane Laurie hater, hater already? Fucking accurate observer. Oh well, that no, love, it's, that, it's that wasn't accurate love. Observation. Accurate. That observation. was not love. Fuck, he ran like a steam train when he had a Penrith jersey on. Yeah, into the passenger Seriously. seat of a car. He ran like he ran like a steam <laughs> to train. To hang out of. He, 
he ran he ran like he ran like a steam train until like fucking two weeks ago on this show. He fucking he ran like from oh, he ran like Lord. Ben Alexander was driving him. Tony Staggs had a couple of moments in this game where he sort of lived up to some of the hype and um, the try that he scored um, was was fucking impressive solo effort. I just I still think that the Broncos did themselves a, a, a disservice by not getting me enough ball. And it, it's a common theme for them, unfortunately. Um, they actually had 52% of the possession and completed 83%. Yeah, I, I think ultimately the thing that kept the Broncos in the game and flattered them on the scoreline was the presence of a former West Tiger in Kevin Nagama, who got an absolute mm. bath from Corey yeah. Oates. Who put, who put a hat trick onto him? The the Roosters are at that stage where they're not they're not storm esque enough that they can they can afford to bring a Nagama in. Like yep. he's still going to be a good fucking step down from what they're used to. On, Would you say that, that in that position that they saw a decline in total performance? Um, I would say it was the opposite of an incline. <laughs> Correct. Katoni <laughs> um. State is still, what I said like a week or two ago, um, his passing and like finishing on tries that he's not scoring himself is still fucking awful. Mm. I bombed the try by, with a forward pass early on in the game, but he gave an absolute fucking yeah. bath. To Momorowski yeah, in this did, game, and Momorowski is not a bad defender, no. and no. and he fucking absolutely <laughs> ran. Th- he thrun through him, as they say, in, as they say on the Gold Coast. Um, <laughs> some uncharacteristic energy, right? and by energy I mean cuntiness. <laughs> well, if you if you look back, was it when they played Souths and they just they just had a first half of of fucking mm. errors after errors after errors. They did themselves no fucking favours here. But what you've got to admire about the Roosters is they don't go into a shell. And mm. exactly as you said, Glennie, they never look rattled. Like that try that Tupanua scored in the 76th, that was a carbon copy of dropped, the play they yeah. ran for him earlier that he dropped the ball on. Did he just drop you know, it, yeah. Carbon copy. And so they don't go, oh, well, fuck that. Yep. Size, so size like the Tigers would never go back to that play. We know that works. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, um, would they have that play in the Arsenal in the first place? It's a try scoring play, Glenny. <laughs> Can't I already <laughs> kick them? I don't understand look, why you had to just go. Well, oh yeah, look, Glenny's kicked them. I need to fucking take a five step run up. I don't feel you. Look. Yeah. Look, I'm happy to let you, I'm happy to let you punish them, but if I see you, if I can sense that you're holding back. Then I'm gonna to have to fucking step in <laughs> and deliver the proper whack, all right? Now, um, I, I will give some credit to the Broncos though. Um, when the Roosters were leading 12-10 early in the second half, or about 20 to go, I think it was, um, like they looked like they were fucking well on top. But the Broncos did, did you know, they they clawed, they got a lead back after that point yeah, as well. That's it. And um, so they they stayed in it for the whole time. And uh, but yeah, Corey Oates. Still got it, the old man. I, I'm a Corey Oates fan. I, like, I don't see, and I hear a lot of Broncos fans talking him down. He's been on the outer for a while. Like yeah, it's, it, that's a funny thing with Corey Oates. It comes from, it comes from the Broncos fans though, which is fucking it's, weird. Yeah, because it's not coming from other other team. You know, like the three of us going, oh, Corey Oates, he's fucking shit. What's he still doing there? 
it's come from their own guys. I mean, Corey Oates is still doing it. Like, I mean, sure, he's not fast or I mean, but he's still got that put a kick up, and he's still a threat. And this is the thing, though. For, for the he's finally got a what well, he had until he got injured, and a number seven that understands. Oh, you're fucking tall as shit. I'm going to kick it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that been Why for the Broncos? Why is that a hard with, thing? Yeah, you know, Milford and Why is that a hard whoever. thing to pick up on? That guy's taller than the rest of us. I, I would suggest that so much, so much game plan these days mm. is based on risk reward. And the risk of getting that crossfield kick wrong is a seven tackle set. And yeah. so it's for exactly the same reason you've seen uh, a decline in the number of grubbers put through. Uh, is that teams don't want to risk either a mark in goal by the opposition uh, or or it going over dead in goal yeah. and giving away some and, and tackles. I'll, and and I, I think that we'll see this season, I think we'll see it start to come back because while a seven-tackle set is a, you know, is a punishment, a seven-tackle set with the threat of six again yeah. when people are on the back foot and everything is far worse. Yeah. I think you can actually control a seven-tackle yep. set when it, in 2022. Yeah, that's it. You know? No, I agree. Uh, what have we got on the socials? Kevin said, the more I see of Billy, the more I realize Glenn was right. The odd things he gets right does not make up for the abysmal shit that can happen around him. I don't know if he's talking about Kevy or Glenn there. I saw Billy or Glenn. <laughs> Cut! What it the started, fuck like, is like, wrong uh, with you? I mean... <laughs> Now you say, now you now you say it like as you just as you read that straight off, I was like, what? Why is he fucking on Glenny? But then then you realise, obviously, yeah, he's talking about Billy Wallace. Really, don't understand why the fuck uh, I keep Chris. Doing this. <laughs> Chris said Corey Oates channeling Darius with his defensive Manu's try. Yes, uh, Joe said Sam Walker. The halfback oh. Queensland need. <laughs> that's I know. That, when you say Joe, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's 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 my old buddy, Agenda Joe. Your little, your little fucking mini me, <laughs> dressed up in his little fucking Jordans. <laughs> Fuck yeah, stylish ass kid, Matt. <laughs> Doing this one. <laughs> um. Oh. The youngest stepchild has done has gone to the school photos and she's come back and she's gone, guess what? And her mum's gone, oh, what? She goes, I did exactly what the boys told me to do in my photo today. Now, she's in prep, never had like proper class photos before. <laughs> yeah. And they didn't, like, it's, you know, she's not putting the finger up or anything. She's done gang signs or no, something? Have you, or... have you guys seen the, the TikTok lip bite? No. So they, they bite the bottom lip and they put their hands right. like this and they just go. <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, Google any social media image of Brian Toto <laughs> and that's what she looks like in her fucking class photo. Well, I mean, this is good. This is the only, I mean, it's kind of the only year she can get away with yeah, it, exactly. right? Because, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's only going to get stricter from here on in. Enjoy yourself. Matt said, oh, how cute. The Roosters treated Broncos like a make-a-wish kid before reminding them that they were terminal. If it wasn't for the Tigers and the Bulldogs, these special kids would get the spoon easy. Rough go for real dad. Both his teams are shit. Maybe he should get on the Lions. Not sure what traction they have in the MI, though. These fucking guys. Um, Fuck, man. We would, 
we would have you know. I think the Broncos aren't, aren't necessarily the third worst team or in you know, the no. same ballpark as those other two you mentioned. No. Uh, Shane said, Mine reminds me of when Dylan Walker was at South and just winning games single-handedly from centre. What a machine. Yeah. he He's... Bu- if you just talk outside backs, and I know you know that throws in a lot of fucking fantastic players, is he top five? Yeah, and like, and and this year, I think yeah. he's he's the the form center. That's oh, that's what I'm saying. Hundred percent, he's yeah. the form center. Like that, that yeah. is yeah. no fucking contest. Make yeah. it make it a bit tougher and throw in fullbacks, which is apples and oranges. Before mm-hmm. fucking everyone runs at me, but who's having a better season as an outside back? Yeah, it's tough, eh? You know, for whatever reason, be it injury, um, be it down on form. Um, yeah, I, I legit yeah, can't I, think, I can't of, think of anyone. He's fucking full beast mode this year. Uh, David, so the Broncos played the best 40 minutes they've put up in a decade. The Roosters put up the closest to average performance for the last decade. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Lachlan finished it off and he said, Glenn, would you say in your professional opinion... Broncos are digging themselves deeper or scooping themselves deeper? It's definitely digging. <laughs> fucking scoop is a fucking layman and what, fucking rookie term. Jesus fucking cross. Yeah, you say that. And I, and I, and I said this to, to stepdad on the member side last night. But um, I was I was talking to my mum's partner. He's uh, ex construction, just about some stuff I'm doing out the backyard. So I get a so I pull up my address on Google Maps, just a satellite view, just to show him the back what I was planning on doing. And well, what hey, I did, just, it, I'll, I'll put it out here. You're about to dox yourself. <laughs> well, you know, it's in the suburb. When I pull when I pull up the area, <laughs> nearish, you know, like in in the general vicinity of the the Google map of my house, over the next way. They're, you know how they have like overlays of business names and stuff on on certain places, and and this is like people who work from home and that obviously because this is in a, a very residential area. It's not like in a business area, and um, there's a place there that mm. was called like you know digger mate, digger yeah. mate yeah. construct, digger mate excavations or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, so so mate, so mate, I'm telling you, even the MI know. Like if you want to continue your position in the to MI, do anything, you need to get they with the fucking me. lingo of the MI. I bought lad. some parts. I bought some parts from a place. <laughs> I feel, I feel like digger today. D I G G A. Oh, it's just like. Did you have to choke down the vomit while you're fucking filling that invoice in? <laughs> this is like that episode of Community where they find out the girl says bagel. <laughs> <laughs> Great show. That's it. On to the next one. The Melbourne Storm 30 defeated the Canberra Raiders 16 um, and Wagga. The Storm's 30 tries to Harry Grant, Ryan Pappenhausen, a double to Jerome Hughes and Justin Ollum. Uh, Pappenhausen five from five conversions. The Raiders, a try to Semi Valame, a try to Nick Chotrick, Schneider, three conversions and a the penalty debate goal. over Munster and is potentially taking having to take a $400,000 pay cut to stay at Melbourne seems just seems fucking silly when you that watch him play. fucking happen. Like, some of the stuff he's done off the field and maybe some of the way he fucking carries on um, around the boys, they feel like they need to knock him in the line or, or, or this is... But when you watch that guy play, you, you fucking... You pay him whatever the fuck you got to pay him. Yeah. 
just watching him run yeah. with the ball yep. in his hands yep. and the sheer fucking terror of the fucking opposition players around him is fucking outstanding yep. when he's on. Yep. Just even the couple of tries that he set up, he, he ran to the line at pace with a bit of footwork and it's not like he's got the footwork of a, you know, prime Benji or, you know, that he just, they just have no idea what to fucking do with him. Yeah. I, I reckon, you know, fucking jet skis and brown paper bags and whatever the fuck you got to pay that guy to keep him there. <laughs> Honestly, do you, do you think that's a real story? I would story, be though, fucking shocked if if Bellamy, he's a you know he's a disciplinarian and, and all the rest of it, but he understands a fucking footy player better than most people on this planet. If it's if it's true, and when and also when he's when he's like yeah. signing up all the rest of the spine for like longer long extensions, I mean, like it's it's just it would be ridiculousness from mm. the storm, his management. Fucking everybody the involved. For all the, the, fucking link you know, the, supply for all the clickbait stories and, and all the fucking clandestine meetings that he might have with, with the Dolphins or, or whatever, I don't think he wants to fucking leave. So just get, get, just get the fucking deal done. <sighs> yeah, yeah, Hang but on. if we it just, was like... A, if, just but, if no, it was, but that's what but I mean. A four, but a $400,000 trim would certainly... To get, when when yeah. there's a club out there who will pay unlimited fucking money because they need marquee signings, yeah. it's just ridiculous. I don't think it's real. I also, I don't think the Raiders were that bad in this game. I, I just think there was some key moments where the Storm had all the class and, and the Raiders just didn't have enough of it. And and it's essentially what it came down to. It was only a handful of moments that the Raiders just couldn't go with the Storm purely. It boiled down to the class of the players that, that Melbourne have and um, and Raiders, the Raiders just couldn't go with them. <clears throat> yeah. That hundred percent, and for the Raiders, there are so many pieces there. Um, but you get stuff like, uh, and and again, I know that you know the last review we're talking risk versus reward, right? When Jack Whiten kicks a grubber, I would love to see the instances on it going dead versus it not going. Dead. As in, you think he kicks most dead because. Mm-hmm. Most, most, and I'm confident yeah, I saying I tend to agree with you. most. You know, you, and you look at any half, there'll be some of them that put it on the boot, and you can see it. They know as soon as it fucking goes off the boot. Yeah, they're like fuck. He kicks it like a second row has made a break <laughs> and doesn't know what to do, and looks fucking <laughs> stunned when it careens off the back fucking fence. And every single time they had it. If they'd have had another set of six, built some pressure on Melbourne. Melbourne yeah. aren't this uncrackable defence that they used to be. You know, um, what they are though is a, a footy team that just take every fucking opportunity. And Jerome Hughes oh, is playing out of I'm his fucking skin this year. Like he, no. he he was good. Like you know, and there's no no denying he was always a quality footballer. But this year, he just it's seems to have gone to another level. And I don't know level. if that comes down to his own yeah, self-belief we... growing or whether Bellamy, you know, the extra responsibility or... or but it just feels like... Because he's not... 
he's not doing or displaying any real new talents. Like all of the stuff he's doing is stuff we've we yeah. know that right. we've seen him do, right? But the the timing yeah. and the and the way that he injects those talents into the game at precisely the fucking right moment and just yeah. the, the decisions that he makes and that you know the the footwork and yeah. fucking and, and to me that's a scary player. Like and, and yeah, going over all the the hype beasts we've fucking spoken about. Like, um, like has what's Ponga improved on mm. in his years in the league? You know, Kaurus. <laughs> but that's the difference of someone that hasn't um, hasn't had the hype. You know, but again, you look yeah. at Nathan Cleary. You look at him two years ago to <clears> him <throat> now. You can see that he has. He strikes me as on his Cleary. Craft. I'm talking about, and and Jerome who's would would be the same. He strikes me as someone that is that has that fucking work ethic. And it comes from watching your dad yeah. being a professional athlete back in the day, I'm sure, and growing up around that. Yep. And and then obviously he's decided that's what he wants to do and this is what it takes to get there. Whereas Ponga was gifted with some yeah. some some talent and and you know, some of his Days playing playing rugby for Churchy. Some of the highlight reels there are fucking ridiculous. It was like a man playing amongst boys. He was fucking amazing. But it's a different game, and he's still trying to do those same things on a professional rugby league field against grown-ass yeah. professional men. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the the other thing with Hughes is... He's had the systems and the coaches around him. And this is where I feel the Melbourne Storm just have this ingrained advantage that I'd, I'd suggest no other club does. That if Hughes went to Bellamy and said, fuck Craig, what, what do I need to work on here? And Craig's gone, well, you you need to work on fucking you know, ABC. You need to work on your decision-making at the line on fifth tackle. Difference between being five metres out, 10 metres out and 15 metres out. Oh, yeah, okay, fuck yeah, how do we do that? No worries at all. I'll organise a fucking two hours of drills every day for you. And they would set up fucking drills for him mm. to simulate those situations. It's the same thing. Like, it's a stupid question, and I say it so fucking often. How many clubs play under the sprink- uh, train under the sprinklers? Mm. You know? This was years ago as well, but the Storm would have wet weather training sessions every week. They would run till they were fatigued, and then they would play with the fucking sprinklers going. That's next level. It, yeah, so 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 Hughes is that fucking best combination of that work ethic in an environment that rewards and, and also demands work it. ethic. And the expectation of them as a club, yeah. if you're going to play yeah. there and play um, first grade consistently, I, I would imagine that level of work ethic is, is expected if not demanded. But he... He's an early contender for the Isaiah Yo medal of the most underrated player. How is Isaiah Yo still Which, underrated if he has a medal? <laughs> if he's if he's doling out medals he's, to under fucking players. He's fucking... <laughs> well, because he's not even he's not. he's not even the front runner for his own fucking medal. That's how underrated he is. It's got his fucking name on it. Oh, love it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Socials. Do some socials Mitch for some of you. <laughs> said Canberra are bad at football. Dead set, playing like a pack of uncoached children. Yeah, true. Troy said Raiders need a massive clean out. Yeah. Absolute Muppets. And John, John Marnus. Um, love the work you're doing on your island up there. Uh, he said Raiders, poor ball handling. Enough said. Welcome to the group. Johnny said he, uh, we saw him join on the weekend. He, he's new to socials. He, he's come on board and, and he's a fucking Raiders fan. He was brave enough to put that out there. So, yep. Lovely. And, you, and, he, and, and he got the response he probably wasn't. <laughs> he, 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 got, he got the nice welcome from Raiders fans, but I think he probably... <laughs> he's got to understand there's a big world out there and there's, uh, and there's only a little small portion of it that gives a fuck about their green milk. <laughs> Right, the uh, South Sydney Rabbitohs 24 defeated the Dragons 12. The Rabbits 24 came through tries to Latrell Mitchell, uh, Kaloma Tungi, Campbell Graham and Milne. Uh, Tuffy, three of three conversions and a penalty goal. The Dragons 12 tries to Mbai and Jaden Sewer. Lomax a conversion, Jack Bird Big a story, conversion. obviously, Latrell. Hamstring, eight weeks. Yep, eight weeks, they say. Yeah. Fuck. Very Not innocuous at the time. You know, I'm, I'm I'm wondering if 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 it didn't happen when he went down, and it was when he tried when he sort of stepped forward and he had to actually push up against the weight of the guy that you know the the, the guy at marker who was sort of uh, obviously you know, laying I on don't him. yeah fuck losing the losing yeah, Mitchell uh, might not have cost the Rabbitohs this game, but eight weeks you would imagine that the lack of his presence in that side could potentially cost him a few games in that time. Uh, no, Glenn. It will cost him exactly no games because he was absent from the grand final and they lost. And he was present versus Panthers. A Are they going to play Penrith eight times in the next eight so weeks? So Latrell cut? being there, <laughs> only in their fucking nightmares. But my point is, Latrell being in that side makes no difference to it winning football games from my statistical analysis. Oh, I've also done an analysis. You are the biggest cunt in this group. I swear to God, if if I, 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 I swear to God, if if we recorded that fucking diatribe, if we recorded that fucking diatribe just then, and you read it back at him, he would fuck your ass so hard. About your your abuse of fucking statistics and fucking mathematics, that you would not fucking sit straight or shit straight oh, for a week. Fuck. I just I don't even know where we go from here. The Dragons competed for fifty minutes in this game. Um, I think they lacked the talent to create the chances that they needed to to against the solid Bunnies side, even without Mitchell. Sadly, the pick of that talent was fit and healthy and sitting in the stands. It's just. It, it's yeah, fucking it's... continually stuns me that you're just not running. You're not running the kid. Just fucking put the cunt on the field and he's going to make his mistakes. Yep. But if he's not a better option at fullback, and, and I don't think Mboy was, was bad, but if, if Sloan's not a, a better option at fullback, for fuck's sake. But, but this is fucking yeah. Griffin ball all over. And... And I'd almost feel for Dragons fans because they are a, a fucking pack yet, of cunts. Um, like who was that guy at Penrith that busted his, like ruptured his bowel and never played again? Fuck! Fuck if only we had a Penrith fan. Anyway, um, um, and you know, like <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure a, a great guy and career cut short 
tragically, but but a bit of a plotter. Uh, but was one of Griffin's favourites because he always Houston. trained trained hard. You know, it was yeah. Oh, but it's not it's not even that sort of Tim Brown. Tim Brown. Yeah. <laughs> oh, ironic that his bowel ruptured me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking never miss Fuck. a beat. Do you, do you reckon there's a fucking like irony support group and it's just like him and Rosie Batty? <laughs> oh wow! Uh, Back to Brownie's bow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know stuff like well, you know, okay, well he's obviously not the fucking best option we have in this position, but because he he had the best efforts at training, you know, or maybe wasn't mucking around with the boys so much. He got the run. And and stuff like putting Cartwright mm. at six. You know, fullback is a fucking specialist position. And to his credit, Moses Mbai is the sort of guy who who you feel will go out and just do any job he's given. He, he yep. would, yep, yep, coach, no worries at all. And he would get out there and he would try his fucking guts out in whatever position that would be. But fullback is a specialist position. Mm. And he was fucking put to the wolves, you know. Um, it, yeah. It, uh, it, I don't know if Dragons fans have had something from the club saying that you know Sloan. We feel Sloan needs some time in Reggie's, or um, is there a fucking niggle that people aren't aware of, or whatever it is? Who fucking knows? But yeah, one. Yeah, fuck me. Is Jack no. Bird a half? No, not in my opinion. No. Yeah, so. He's a lock. Yeah. And and he's played a lot of his career at six and fucking in the centres, so what the fuck do I know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And for Souths, fucking little Best Elias, game he's played so far in first grade. You know, we... we well, we, yeah. We, we spoke you about... You see it starting to come together, huh? Yeah, we, we spoke about you know, how fucking hard it is to bleed a new player, especially one in a responsibility-heavy position. Uh, he he seems to be taking this all in his stride. Yep. You know, and, and there's been some rough games this year, but fucking how good for him that he is around a team of, uh, you know, a- attacking prowess and the the skills of Damian Cook and, and a forward pack who on their night can match it with anybody else. In the competition, um, he looks to be growing in leaps and bounds. It was a fucking great game. It was for him. good to see. It was it was that good was seeing Damien Cook that, doing that some, doing his thing as well. Yeah, set up Mitchell's trials. The full, yeah, the, the footwork in the middle was just fucking yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Nah. Anything else on this one? No, nah. Winston. So we don't even get our winning run to May, and why is he cut Sloan again? How does he think Embi is a fullback? I have so many questions, and all led me to a belt and a Mars bar. Mm. Shane said, "God, these dragons are woeful." Watching McCulloch try to capitalise on no markers eight metres out was like watching an elderly duck running. And, in and y- you could yeah. also see that was, the that disparity was motion, between McCulloch era hookers and Cook era hookers because. The guy that Cook put the footwork on in the yep. middle of the field was McCulloch. And, uh, mm-hmm. Can you say that again? Sorry? Oh, look. The guy that I'm Cook fucking... put the footwork on. 
That was a a fucking Dr. Zeus one. To say McCulloch doesn't move well laterally would be a fair understatement. Yeah, that's it, hey. But, you know, even in contrast, McInnes had a fucking blinder for the Sharks. You know? They had had someone there. Like, it it wasn't like they were struggling to plug that fucking hole. He was their best player. Uh, Other than Joshua. Joshua, so yeah. the fact that young blokes were dropped for M by is an absolute embarrassment. You aren't going to win a ring, bro. Just let the boys play what there is to lose, or what is there to lose. Sorry. Uh, Oliver said, Hook has no idea what he's doing. The end. Dropping two out of four future Spine members to play random non-elite guys out of position. Baffling and hilarious. Welcome to Griffin Ball. Uh, Lando. Oh, fuck, this one made me sad. Um, Lando is a true OG of the show. Aussie's man alive. Um, he said, "He said I am Aussie's a hair's alive, breadth yeah. from getting a Dolphins membership and starting from scratch. I am legitimately about done with this fucking basket case club. Cunts, absolute hatful of hopeless dick fingered cunts. I've been following these pricks for almost forty years, and aside from two thousand and ten, they've given me fucking nothing. I should wipe them like a dirty ass when they sign Woods." Fuck them. Fuck them straight in the ass with a dry cock. I'll, p- I'll pay for your Tigers membership. Mm. Cry me a fucking look, I <laughs> Look, I, I, yeah, that, 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 that kind of thing is heartbreaking from someone that you know to be a uh, an entrenched fan of a team. But may, might I suggest that, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I would not fucking dare try to understand the mind of a Dragons fan. But I do think... That you know, I have seen some of them have success with buying uh, expensive prostitutes and eating out their pussies. So maybe also um, cheap ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe, so maybe, maybe, maybe try a, a succulent lady of the night meal. Or if that doesn't and, work, and see if that watch fucking makes fuck the medicine load go down of movies, like a dozen movies a day. See what that does for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so proud of my kids and all they've achieved, and then I realised I just watched fourteen Macaulay Culkin movies at once. <laughs> um, look, if you get a Dolphins membership, we will fucking pay for a brand new set of fucking lucky undies to commemorate in, in, in Dolphins. Uh, yeah, yeah, to commemorate your new fucking Dolphins. Uh, fandom, keep us posted. Keep us posted. Uh, Dan said, "2014, Pricey can't coach. 2020, Mary can't coach. 2022, Hook can't coach. Pretty sure Doust was the problem for a consistent period too, right? Fuck, maybe your team is just a bunch of fucking losers, and the fans are finger pointing <laughs> sooks." <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> uh, Dan. Oh. Dan. Get him. Fucking get him. Yes. <laughs> uh, Daniel said worst coach team in the NRL I finally understand Griffin Ball now fuck him off yeah it, it's not fucking pretty hey that's it right the uh, move on to Saturday night the Parramatta Eels 26 defeat the Gold Coast Titans 20 the uh, Eels uh, double to Gutho uh, Simonson Madison Dylan Brown also with tries Moses three conversions from five attempts Titans tries to uh, Sami, Clark, Fafida, and Mazu, and two of four conversions to Toby Sexton. Parramatta 
seem to be in that place where they're doing everything they did last year with just a little bit more precision and a little bit more pace. And I think these days, with the way the game is, especially based around rule changes like six again, precision and pace are essential qualities to going deep into the postseason. And like you, you look at like look at um, Mitchell's try, Moses' try, right? That fucking super duper razzle dazzle, throw shit around, flick passes. The only reason that ends up as highlight reels is because the execution is good enough for everybody else being around to take advantage of it. You know, and if you look at the teams that that win premierships, they've all got plays like that in the highlight reels of that year, where mm. where if there wasn't just so many fucking jerseys backing up in support, then that never comes off. It it dies with the tackle. The pass never gets even attempted. Or, you know, there's a, a flick and it's it goes to ground. Hmm. But Parramatta are moving in numbers. They're confusing defenders. And they've got multiple options on either side of the field that cause fucking headaches. So they are building fucking nicely and haven't let the win against Melbourne go to their head. Would have been very fucking easy for them to come out after taking the storm down and doing it well and getting a, a little bit big for their boots. They probably still have yeah. some I, defensive lapses I, again, you know, the That's the that's that's the flip side. Yeah. They can they can lapse in defense horribly yeah. and let in try like the the Davis Fafita try is a you know a great example where he he gets a dummy half and mm. just fucking runs for the B lines for the corner. Mm. Um but the Marsu one as well was a similar sort of thing as well where like just all it was was big bodies throwing themselves close to the line at the defense and yeah. and getting over the top of them yeah easily. Yeah. So maybe it's like I wonder if they're in that in that space where it's a, it's early in the season they they seem to have their attack kind of dialed in a bit now. I mean a couple of weeks ago it wasn't, um, and then perhaps the defense is the next thing they'll focus in. But also maybe they put it all into these games against like your Melbournes and the Titans of yeah. the team. Maybe that's they beat it. Them a month ago. They're not one of the teams. Mm. They're not one of the top teams in the competition either, right. and so maybe they're not. They're they're not as dialed in mentally for these games yeah. as they are. I just are think for it's, big it's a dangerous, uh, you know, trap that they could potentially fall into. They they score points at will, and it's impressive, um, as you said, Jay, the way they push yep. up with the ball, and that speaks to the to the culture that they're built and the enthusiasm around the club. You know, guys want to be up and and have that energy level to to play that kind of footy but if there's a knock from my perspective I, I think they struggle to dig in when the tide turns and, and it showed in this game in this case it was Paulo's sin binning and, and they I just think they lacked a bit of resilience and the Titans came at them and, and para wilted in patches and um, yeah when, when things weren't going their way and you know it was probably only a couple of plays away from the Titans potentially um getting the job done and they were nowhere near the better side. So um, I think Brown's try, Dylan Brown's try was a massive moment and, and probably um, went a little bit unnoticed. The fact that the, I feel like the Titans had a little bit left in the tank to, to come back and get power and that play, um, you know, it was stacks on there and, and he managed to come up with a ball and, and score and, and 
put the game to bed. Essentially, it was um, you know those those sort of plays over the course of the season are, are huge. Oh, so the other thing is that captain's challenge shit that the Titans pulled. Yeah. Look, at the end of the day, the captain's challenge is there. It's it's not there to catch everything and allow you to catch everything that's loose by. If there's a breaking play, a stoppage, I should say, mm-hmm. then you can challenge. And yeah, you know, if there's not a stoppage, then tough shit. It's not it's not a catch all that's meant to allow you to call the video on everything everything that happens on the fucking field and then to actually commit a professional foul to stop the clock I've got to say I've got to give him credit I mean like that's it's it's fucking quick thinking and a smart way to do it but it shouldn't have been rewarded the way it it was can I just ask what is it that makes a professional foul is it it's not committing a foul to prevent a try being scored I thought that well, no, because I mean, professional foul. I mean, you can do it. You, you know, if if, the, if you're if you're laying on a guy because your defense is in disarray and you just keep laying on the guy to slowing down and let your guys have a chance to get back, that can happen anywhere on the field. It doesn't have to. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be the the case where, you know, like look look at how many times. Look, what would you say the number one professional foul is in the game? I think it is holding a player down after a, after break. a long break, yeah, and, and, and and like the wingers trying to lay you know lay on the guy until some of the guys can get back and form somewhat of a, a defensive line. Now here's the thing, right? Look, and now this is Wikipedia. It's not a fucking official thing, but it says the professional foul in rugby league embodies a similar concept to other sports: a deliberate breach of the rules in order to prevent a scoring opportunity. So that's where yeah, that's where uh, I think all of this, and I'm not I'm yeah, not saying still, what they did was still, right. Yeah, it's still semantics. But it's not so a professional take, take, foul. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's it's semantics. Take the professional foul out of it. They still committed a, a, a penalty to stop the play, so then they could go back and say, "Oh, I want to review that." You know what yep. I mean? That's what like that, and so and that that shouldn't be rewarded. If there's a stoppage, if there's a stoppage in the play, then you have the opportunity to challenge as the Correct. captain. Great. Now here's the thing. To manufacture a stoppage, they have exploited through a loophole through, through committing a foul. Yeah. Is yeah, hundred percent. They've exploited a loophole. I agree. It's not in the spirit of the game, and I fucking hate that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, I fucking hate that shit. But I hate fucking sloppy rules even more. Yeah, watch it. Watch it get. Watch it get closed. Hundred percent. Before before Thursday, yeah. and it this and week. So it fucking yeah. should. Mm. There was a big discussion on the Facebook group about it, and and I read. I didn't hear this myself, but I heard. So I read that somebody heard the ref say, if you get it wrong, he'll go to the bin. Correct. Yeah. Which I'm, I'm That's happy with. That's the right call. Yeah. And, which, and, and, and that, that wasn't because that, and I don't think that was because of the challenge either. That was, I think that, that was because the ref on the field had interpreted it as professional foul. That's where. No, he can't because it, the chat was it wasn't from. a scoring opportunity. No, but I'm saying that's what I, that's what I think the ref was thinking though. Because you can't just get sent. You can't, you can't be sent to the bin just for holding the guy in a tackle. I mean, fucking hell, Jake and Turbo would never be on the field. That yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they couldn't have binned him just for just for giving away the penalty on purpose. Yeah, what I'm saying is they're not going to. I don't think that there's a. I don't think there's a, a, a bylaw in the rule book that says if you manufacture a penalty situation so you can captain's challenge and exactly. fail, you would be sent to the bin. That doesn't exist either. Not at all. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Interesting. Professional foul, but like I, I think it's a great big brain fucking play within the rules at the time, but yeah, not in the spirit of the game and likely to be loophole closed. Quickly, yeah. 
almost immediately if it hasn't if it hasn't by the time this episode comes out. Yeah, that's it. Either in in writing or in interpretation or something that they put a directive to the yep, you know, to the referees. Yep. Yep, yep. Um there we are, socials. Let me get out of that and back into this one. Um, fuck all socials on this one. Scott. Oh, shock me, it's a Titans said, game. That'll do me. We aren't winning games until we drop the dead weight, Proctor and Wallace. Another year of development and growth. And fucking long time in the woods, listener. Shunter Senior <laughs> has come off the top rope with winners are grinners and losers can crawl back <laughs> in their holes. So... Fucking <laughs> how good. Um Yeah, fuck man. I don't know. They better plug the hole. Yeah, I mean yeah, surely they will. I mean this is this is a this is the thing that, you know, the has typified the or you know, the Volandis era has always been about throw rules out there and yeah, then patch them works. up when they when 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 they're found to be wanted. That's it. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Okay, so where are we? The Sharkies, of course. Where are, where are we, I say, as I look at Glenn's forlorn face knowing what's next to come. The Sharkies 30 defeated the West Tigers 4 at points bet. The uh, Sharkies tries came through uh, Britain Cora, uh, the Moot, Ronaldo Molotalo, uh, Jesse Ramian, Will Kennedy, and a double to Sione Qatar. Nico, three conversions. The Tigers, a last 30-second intercept try to Ken Mamalo. <laughs> Absolute, the absolute junkiest of junk time ever. Oh, what the fuck have I got to explain? explain yourself. Fucking pack of cunts. You've been selling it. You've been selling us fucking a story oh, yeah. about these tigers <laughs> for, clo- for, for close to fucking nigh on 12 to 13 years at this point, right? <laughs> yeah, no one bought it though, to be fair. <laughs> um... <laughs> Sadly, this could have been 60, but the Sharks left most of their tools in their kit bag and because they, they simply didn't fucking need them. Um, they scored at will. They controlled the game. They never got out of third gear. Um, the the lack of the lack of interest or application, you know, and, and again, several players, um, Tamiya's coming out, often Gowie said after the game, Maguire in the press conference and, you know, oh, we're doing the hard work. We're doing the hard work at training. But. I saw I saw that play and I, was, and I have to give credit. I think it was Butsy on Twitter where he put a, he put a, a, a gif up there or, or, a, or a short video of a passage of play where a kick went into the in-goal area. Tiger's kick goes into the in-goal area. I think it was Mulatalo who scooped it up ran past a bunch of players, including fucking Offengawe, who stood about three metres over the try line waiting for him mm. to come to him instead of trying to pin him in his own end goal. No, no, he, so that to guy be to fair, start he preaching about doing himself the work. and said, you know, we're, we're not, we're doing the hard yards at training, we're just not putting it on the field. And he said, it, you know, it includes me as well. I'm saying it's, it's the whole team, but, well, that that's my point. But, I, but are you though? You know, at some point, you've got to be accountable for, for yeah. your level of professionalism to your to your job, and, and these guys are professionals and yeah. paid accordingly. And you know the the lack of interest and lack of application or or energy to get out there and and 
and perform to any sort of level was was non-existent, yeah. which is fucking sad. The, yep. this, the only sadder thing really is the fact that plenty of fools like myself, you know, have done and, and will continue to travel. You know, fucking last round of last year was a a six hour round trip to watch them get done thirty eight nil. And, and I'm sure that won't be the last time I travel several hours to watch them play and pay money to go to games no matter how bad they're going only to watch the players not give a fuck. It's it's fucking soul-destroying. Yeah. And that was, like, Cronulla... The, yeah? Cronulla were far from good. If they'd have played almost any other team in the competition... Then this would have been. They would have played definitely like that, a close though. game. They more wouldn't than have likely played like a that if it was the any other team in the competition. Oh, I know, but I'm saying, but it's not even like when, when Penrith played Newcastle and they clocked off, they clocked off, but were still there to win the game when it needed to be won. Cronulla were poor, like they were really fucking poor. Just looking over, like some of those. Stats that, you know, de- determine how much you, you give away. They completed mm. at 70%. You show me another team that completes at 70%, puts 30 points on, and only lets in four. You know? Um, you show me a team that misses 21 tackles. Only lets in four points. Yeah. 15 errors Cronulla had. 15 mm. errors, five penalties conceded. They won 30 points to four. You know, it it really was a showing yeah. of the Tigers not giving a fuck. And I know we, I know we've had our fun at the Tigers' expense. Um, mm. it's it's beyond it's poking fun at. The the question it, now is is clearly as we said earlier in the show to be when, not if Madge gets the boot. But the next few weeks, yep. we've got Para on Monday. I think, I think we've got the Rabbitohs and I can't remember who's after that. Like, it's not getting any fucking better. Nope. It's fucking not. Where's the thing? Where's the, where's oh, the, where's the easy game from the Tigers? No. Oh. The week Tommy Turbo comes back. Turn it around. Turn it around, boys. We're on. I'll have that one marked on the calendar. We've got this. Back it up. Take the di- take the digger off. Put the scooper hey, that's on. Ignorance. We're trying to have a fucking intelligent, fucking knowledgeable discussion about rugby league, and you've got to bring absolute ignorance into it. It's just, it's, it's fucking embarrassing. Fucking scooper. Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, you know what you said it was the other yeah. day? I think the, the scoop is your word, not ours. We're diggers. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking team digger. <laughs> I'm official digger crew. I fucking love it. Oh, fuck the Tigers and their fans. <laughs> um, and what's going to happen is Madge is going to get fucking punted. Who comes in? So let, let, Sheensy takes over in a caretaker, a caretaker, a caretaker role until um, until Flanagan comes on as their new coach. Feels them full of the vitamin S and watch them fucking rip. Yeah, 
If you're Flano looking at that playing group, yeah. do you take that job? Yeah. Yes, because you get a lot of money to be a professional first grade coach. Yeah, fuck. And and people like money because stuff costs money. <laughs> <laughs> Peptides cost money. <laughs> End of story. Yeah, fuck. It's a it's it's a high paying job, and people who who have the skill set to do the do the job mm. like to get the money for doing the high paying job. Yeah, but I don't know. Like it, you've already got always got that safety net of England. If it goes, if it goes bad, but also when you're coming into the Tigers organization as a coach that's not Maguire, like as a coach that's not in the staff at the moment, it's a great situation because you've got that period, you've got like two years probably grace because you'll probably get a bump anyway. Team, you know, just it just generally seems to happen that way. But if it goes wrong or it doesn't go right as quickly as it, as you'd like, it's not your roster. You get to turn the roster over, you know, b- before you really have to be accountable for anything. Yeah. So, well, I do agree with what so you're saying. Kind of like free money for two years. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> imagine and putting Flanagan or any coach in there solves the problem immediately, nor is it the whole answer to the to the problem. Nicholas, so the difference between both forward packs is ridiculous. They struggle to gain forty. Sharks gain eighty. Tigers forwards are struggling to control the ruck. They do get fucking dominated on the weekly. Uh, Ash. So the Tigers dutifully serve their purpose, reminding Dragons fans that it actually could be worse. Yes. Uh, Mendoza said, forget the Noffa Highway, the Mamalo Motorway is just as bad. Dead set fucking shocker from Mamalo as well. I mean, his name gets on the in the record books for that yeah. intercept at the end, but he was fucking terrible. Yeah. And like the and the ability the ability to turn and chase is fucking not like he's got the turning circle of the Queen Mary. Yeah, he certainly does. And and just like some lazy fucking options like chasing kicks that were behind him, not not good. I mean, he actually made Noffa look like the best winger in the team. Fucking hell. Briefly, um, Jordan said, "Can thirty blokes collectively hate one human so much they played this badly week in week out?" Are they talking about Maguire or me? Right. Yes. Yes, they yeah. can. <laughs> um, it's always you, Glenny. It's always you, Sam. <laughs> said he can't decline anymore when you're at rock bottom. To which our good friend Steve replied with, uh, in an infinite universe, an infinite decline will consist of an <laughs> infinite number of rock bottoms. <laughs> and then what did the fucking nerdiest yes, nerd bad. that ever nerded Let's... fucking respond to that? I don't uh, know. It must have been humorous. His answer was fuck off, nerd. It. Yeah. So why didn't you just say that? Why'd you ask the question? Because he wanted to try and have a shot. He was trying to fire a shot across the bow of one of his detractors. That's why. That's fucking why. Jesus. Oh, just Grady. fucking Will Smith. <laughs> Can I rip my just fucking good shoulder out of his sock? I'm not going to do that. I'd rather fucking take pot shots from afar through a fucking digital medium. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oath. Oh, can I move on? Can. Oh, great. Finally, the, the Panthers 32 defeat the Bulldogs 12. Uh, Panthers tries to Talon May, Dylan Edwards, Liam Martin, Spencer New, Mitch Kenny. Cleary, five conversions and a penalty goal. The Bulldogs 12 tries to Tavita Pangai Jr. and Joe Stimson. And Kyle Flanagan, two of two conversions. 
Did you see the way when Fox made that that break and he and then he, he had to pass it to Stimson? One two, and one way, two, one two. The, the way he the way he was trailing <laughs> Stimson on the inside, hoping he'd get that fucking pass to get off the dark egg. Oh, it was hilarious because you know that's what he was doing. Yeah. Um, the fucking look in his yeah. eyes. <laughs> I loved it. Um, it, yeah, e- exactly the script, exactly the fucking script. Penrith went out, did what they needed to do correctly. Um, dominated the important aspects of the game, put points on, put pressure on um, the the Bulldogs. And this is the thing with all why I don't get a lot of the Barrett getting fired talk. Objectively, they are playing better football this year than they were last year. And I think if there's anyone that's going to buy that, well, incremental improvements aren't necessarily necessarily reflected in the exact number of points in the competition. Mm. Is Gus? Um, I think Gus is more about Team Gus and what makes Team Gus look like a hundred like, percent you know, But and and the second that Barrett, the, the second that he decides that Barrett is not conducive to that goal, it doesn't matter about incremental improvements. Another coach can make them improve more incrementally, yeah. in and in in a more favourable media light. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, <clears throat> You know, uh, Penrith just keep doing what what Penrith do. They they're dealing with the large number of outs that they still have. Um, Cleary and Luaya are fantastic at either taking opportunity or or relinquishing it to the to the other when required. Um, Edwards con- continues his fucking vein of best fullback in the competition. Uh, dare I say oh. it? The history of rugby league. Um, in fact, there is talk at the moment that at the end of the year, uh, the awards will just be changed to the Dilly E's. I'm just, I'm just going to hang up now. <laughs> this it's 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 this it's this match review that provides context to all of his catchphrases, and and then you go back and apply that context to everything he said beforehand, and you realise what a massive load of fucking shit. <laughs> This is like the this is like the fucking key that unlocks <laughs> everything else. This is the book Nicolas Cage has been searching for the whole movie. I haven't seen that movie either. <laughs> There's a lot of them. Um, <laughs> just yeah, that one. Yeah, yeah, just just that one, Glenny. Yeah. The I tell you, we're we're missing Moses more than I thought, um, and and while Eisenhuth is a a suitable suitable replacement he gets in and he, he does his job he's he's fucking closer to Woods than than any good prop for my liking just in how he fucking runs and he does that fucking stupid get to the line and turn around and try and fucking crab walk backwards um, I, I much prefer that Fisher Harris Leota one two punch of just run straight in onto your knees, onto your feet, play the ball. And I think that's much more effective in, in this game. Um Appy Coruscant had an absolute fucking blinder. You know, and and you guys talk about about Damien Cook before and it was. It was fantastic to see him up and up and running again. But pound for pound at the moment, if you're picking the New South Wales team, Appy Coruscant is a better choice for hooker for New South Wales. Simply based on what's what's the predominant role of a hooker? 
like, you know, providing service from dummy half and taking opportunities when that's it when they present themselves. That's it. Um, and having the vision to know which way to send it from dummy half. Exactly. You look at Apicorus out, and some of the fucking passes he was throwing, and he, and he does it most weeks. But for your team to be beaten down one side of the field pretty fucking thoroughly, and then one pass from dummy half more than centers things up beautifully mm-hmm. and opens up both sides of the field for you and allows you to spread the ball early and make 30 meters, 40 meters on one play. Do they have a replacement that sort of shit's for him invaluable. after this season? <clears throat> or is there someone, Mitch Kenny will be uh, the guy? It's going to be Mitch Kenny. Mitch, Mitch Kenny, will, and, mm. and Mitch Kenny yeah. doesn't have that in his bag yet. No, yet. But but what you can hope is that, that Appy instills in him a little bit of, well, fucking, you know, learn your craft. Learn your fucking craft while everyone else is doing this. Like the, the guy that kicks goals, he'll be there kicking goals after training. You know, why, why aren't yep. you there practicing your service after everybody's gone? Because that, that's your part of the game. Um, fucking textbook defender. Well, and, and at his size, that's, that's no fucking small statement. But, but just the service he provides and knowing exactly where to send it, this, this is backed up and he's also made to look very good by the fact that Penrith run both options for him most of the time. You see a lot of teams and they just fucking telegraph which way the ball's going to come from the dummy half because only one mm. side of the field starts moving. They're like, oh, yeah, fuck, it's going that way. Whereas Penrith will run both options for him to give him options to allow him to play what he sees. Um, Cleary's return continues to be fantastic. Um, fucking poor Dufty. Fucking poor, poor Dufty. Poor fucking Dufty. Oof. He fucking made his bed. Man, my 2022 Dang. vibes, I just want to fucking buy him some Dairy Queen and sit down. That, like, just, it was one of those nights where he'd fucked up so poorly, he'd made some poor reads in defense and he'd made some fucking lazy plays trying to get back and some tries. And he, made about, he made about five meters all game, and that's a fullback who gets like fucking twenty meters at a time, free runs yeah, at the end of every set. But like, then, but then there was that they've scored the fucking try, and they get the kickoff, and he fumbles it over the dead ball line. Like that—that yeah, that was the point. Cool. I was like, "Oh, you poor fuck!" Oh, see, I see. I, I was fucking laughing my ass off at that shit, but um. This is the thing, you want to take him to Dairy Queen, but I mean, you think he'd be in all fucking nice and everything, but what would actually happen is you'd get him his little fucking ice cream and he'd drop it, and then you'd be standing there going, you dropped your ice cream. <laughs> that's where. That's how it would fucking end. No, I'd teach him an important life lesson. I'd say, Matthew, I can bring you to the Dairy Queen, but what you do at the Dairy Queen mm. once I bring you here is up to you. Also... Yeah, that's not very easy. Also, Be the master Matthew, of your own Dairy Queen. You've signed a ridiculously fucking <laughs> overpriced contract at the fucking dogs. Slip up to the counter and get yourself another ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, I, I do. I do now. I, I do understand that yeah. the, the what the Dragons fans were saying last year yeah. when they didn't seem to be too too fussed about him leaving, though. Yeah, that's it. Because I, he definitely showed. Uh, some holes in his game. Yeah, spot on. Let's say. Yeah, spot on. Um, nope. Anything else you want to say on that one? 
Nah. Okay. So Rishi said, Dufty has as many errors in the first half as meters. <laughs> has anyone ever done that before? Fucking hell. Uh, Timothy said, Flano and Burton can't do fuck all if the rest of the Barrett and Gould's love child is an abortion. That is true. Uh, Joe said, this Penrith team is so good, you could significantly downgrade clearly with DCE and they'd still be premiership favourites. <laughs> oh, agenda Joe, I fucking love you. Early, early bolter for fucking MVC, most valuable contributor. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean that's 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 an award that has to be fucking voted on. I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm voting for it, so he's got one vote more than everyone else. So he's an early bolter. <laughs> By very definition, yes. I dare say, I, I dare say, there's probably, I dare say, there's probably two votes against out of the small sample side of size well, of three. You don't, you don't get to vote against. You have to vote for somebody. Stop being so negative. What flavour do you have? You have to Derek vote for someone. Cocaine flavour? Fuck <laughs> me dead. <laughs> That's why he's fucking there all the time. <laughs> it's obviously some new, you know, some new lingo from the fucking TikTok kids. They're calling Dairy Queen oh, fucking, you know, cocaine. <laughs> fucking happened today. I reached old man status. Oh, what happened? The kid's in the back of the car. I've just picked him up from his mother's for the week. They're coming and, you know, you know, hey, yo, what you do? How was your week? Tell me about it. Oh, you know, um, I went to the scooter park and I was scooting and I almost did a whip around. No cap. Oh, they're doing no cap thing. And yeah. And I'm like, oh. But you know, you know, you know. I that know one. what it means, but yeah. I'm just like, yeah. oh no, do we mm. say that now? Oh. That was my first old man yeah. moment. You need to sit. You need to. You need to sit him down and say, "Listen, you need to speak like a human being, yeah. because while it's fun around your friends, you'll be in situations in your life where you just can't get comfortable saying shit like that because they'll think you're a fucking idiot, yeah. you know <laughs> and they will not no give cap? you the job or the promotion." Do you know who says no cap? Oh, this I'm is sure Kay- this is fucking, Kalen I'm sure it's Brian Toto, Toto. Brian Toto fucking says nah. it for sure. Brian Toto, guarantee you. Oh fuck off! Bizzer is wholesome <laughs> as fuck. He is the oh. best role model you could have for your kids. Oh, he'll fucking pick up the trail on his fucking on his on his fiance's dress. No cap. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Go Bizzer. Uh, Robert said Flano Junior played super well. I reckon he may be the partner for Burton. Dufty showed why the Dragons let him go. So they're still shopping for a fullback and waiting for their hooker. But after the game earlier in the day, the dogs are a shoo-in for 15th. Mm. Uh, Timothy said, Dufty looked like he was still at that party with Vaughn during <laughs> lockdown. <laughs> uh, and JDHD said, a reminder that some Dragons fans started a petition demanding that the club re-sign Matt Dufty last year. Yeah, there you go. Name them. All of them. <laughs> undefeated uh, after five rounds how fucking good yeah you must be feeling all, all, all full of that fucking henny penny and fucking penfolds wine right now because that's the only that's the only thing the only people who would celebrate that fucking achievement no they're playing fucking well <laughs> they are they keep are. your fucking negative vibes over there no cap oh <sighs> You go down and get your, get your fucking sherbet cone at Dairy Queen. No cap. 
<laughs> Can I have one of your special Dairy Queens? And by that I mean a bag. <laughs> yeah. Can I get an eight ball of soft serve, please? <laughs> that is full time for episode 453. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, uh, you can get all our links to our socials and more at thisweekinling.com forward slash links. Um, you can find our Patreon at uh, patreon.com forward slash toolnation. Come and join the fun, additional episodes, merch, and more. Now, we had in the um, in the group, someone was like, I, honestly, I'd, I'd put the membership sort of stuff on the back burner because I was just like, I was just feeling create, creatively fucking bankrupt about what to you know, add, add to the packs. Two candidates emerged based on what people were saying, and I'm just going to put them out on the show now. There's going to be a game thread for this episode tomorrow, Tuesday, on the Facebook group. All I want to see is if anyone wants to vote on, on the, the merch options, you've got the choice. It's going to okay. be... It's going to be cap or polo. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought no the people would. Yeah, no cap. cap, or yeah. no, that's cap. I, that's no cap. Yeah, cap or no cap. Exactly. And uh, do you want a cap? No cap. Because, because while while it's not about any of our traditional suppliers, I have found um, that the flex fit caps, like we did back in the day, um, very fucking doable. So um, we can do that, or we can do a new polo uh, with the Tool Nation. Uh, I'm, I'm against, you know, busting out the same shit. So these will be different to ones that have got come come before them. But yeah, I'm happy for you guys to uh, let me know. And uh, I'm not saying it's necessarily the winners, the, you know, the most votes is going to win, but it'll certainly give me an idea of um, what, where people head, where people heads are at and stuff like that. And we can turn it around pretty quickly. Um, there's other merch coming at the moment that we're getting uh, designs done for as we speak, which are almost almost done. Uh, I'll probably be showing the boys something tomorrow on that front and uh, everyone will have the opportunity to grab those as well. But if you're one of these membership people that, you know, that, that want like the physical membership uh, rather than uh, jumping over on the Patreon or whatever, happy to do it. But uh, yeah, get in there and vote on that thread or send us an email, whatever. Um, tipping, shit, I should look at tipping. Okay, so Mitch Doyle still on top of the tipping. I'm looking at the top 10 and I'm seeing a remarkable, remarkable lack of people who got eight out of eight. Uh, which is weird. I got eight out of eight. I thought it was the easiest times. round of tipping in the year so far. Um, yeah, probably that 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 must have been it. Um, so Mitch Doyle, thirteen, he is on top, tied with Mitch Rich and uh, JBB, Willie Smash, Hazza Has, Doohig. That's the top six right there, followed by Alpha Ben RL, McTool seventy five, McDonut one, and finally H Furthy in 10th place. So <laughs> it's invasion of the fucking Mitches in the tipping at the moment. Mitchford 22. Okay, fucking fellas. Grubs. Anything else, that, anything else that you want to uh, Just add? Just basking in a fucking up? defeated season. Keeping our perfect record intact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, Do you reckon you're going to win one? You've still got to play the Cowboys twice, then. We always beat the Cowboys. Yeah. You got the Cowboys in North Queensland up ahead, don't you? Yeah. No, or doesn't that happen this fuck. year and you're only playing them once and it's like art? <laughs> that would be exactly what you need for a, for yeah. a hashtag defeated yeah. no, spoon look, season. I'm not looking forward to the next month of football. All right. If I'm honest with you. Oh. Mate, <laughs> look the on the bright side. Dairy Queen, Dairy Queen I'll City, have a mate. Fucking nice, healthy dose fucking of razor blades. Get the Dairy Queen. And, 
the next the next the next the next month that's fair. can't that be any fair. worse than the last month think of it that way look at that positivity in the show and a ray of sunshine and uh, we'll be talking yeah, to you fellas again on uh, Wednesday love it Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.